Well, we have a treat today. We have the lovely and beautiful Ivory Stone going to minister to us. If you haven't heard her before, she's thought-provoking, heart-inspiring, and just a wonderful teacher of the Word of God. So let's welcome Miss Ivory Stone. Thank you so much. You know, it's what Kelly said, you know, when you're fasting, there's that Slewfoot character that tries to uh, really distract you. So I just had some new glasses. And so, <laughs> anyway, but Kelly's friend, precious sister here, just bought a pair this morning. So I am not encumbered. I will be able to speak the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Wow, thank you so much. Well, it's a, it's a treat. It's always a treat to... Um, and a blessing and an honor to speak the word of God. And I'm excited to, to be in the house today to do just that. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for, for who you are and your love for us. And golly, this is a, an amazing day that you have made. And we are together, Father God, to receive from you today. We ask you, Holy Spirit, to prevail and to preside over our time together. And I'm asking you personally, Lord, to bless every individual, every household represented here today. God, give us a hearing ear, a heart to receive, and a mind to perceive what you would speak to us. And in the name above every name, that beautiful name of Jesus, we pray and agree. And the people said, amen. Hallelujah. Well, I won't need these. Thank you, sir. <laughs> That's hilarious. So we're fasting, huh? Oh, how fun, how fun. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's like the best of times and the worst of times because, you know, um, you know it's just, it's amazing how, how great it is, but at the same time, there's those gnats that come to try to mess with you. But today I wanna just share with you some, some of the, the amazing and fabulous benefits of fasting, you know, for spiritual purposes. Some people fast because they want to lose weight, but we're fasting for spiritual purposes, and there are a great and many graces attached to this blessing, to this, to the uh, the tool. It's a power tool that God has given us, and you know, it's not always easy. It's not always easy because it takes some discipline, some decision making, some planning, and it takes our strength. But our great God is gonna give us all the grace we need to accomplish that, amen? So in Hebrews, we've got some great incentive in Hebrews 11, verse number six. Second half of that verse says that, that God is a rewarder to those who diligently seek after him. So we are indeed diligently pursuing God. We're seeking him, we're fasting purposefully and purposely. In other words, for a purpose and on purpose, we're seeking God. See, it's, it's, a, it's like a spiritual climb. It's, fasting is like a spiritual climb to new levels in God. So we're advancing towards greater, towards some things we haven't seen before or done before. So whether our motive is, you know, to just maybe help develop ourselves spiritually or, you know, for some answers to some difficult situations or we're fasting to just to seek God to help us out, you know, whatever. Fasting is going to bring results for breakthrough. It's going to urge you in that direction so that you receive when, you, when we fast. And the great thing, too, we're fasting as a corporate body. So those are some 
what I call Costco blessings, you know, those, those mega blessings. You can't get one roll of toilet paper at Costco. You can get a whole bunch. Amen. So you got to think of it this way. It's a, it's a weighty matter because it's a vow to God. We're making a vow. Amen. And it's serious. It's a serious spiritual move on our part that God does not take lightly. He's looking at us looking at him, amen? So that fasting effort is gonna accelerate the move of God on our behalf. Fasting is a, is a committed time of consecration, separation, and concentration on the things of God. And we do that by prayer, and we do that, you know, we spend a little more time in our devotions, you know, we, we uh, accelerate our praise and worship, and you know, reading and study of the word. So all of that is gonna take our focus off self and our personal interest and redirect us towards God. So people, you gotta realize there's some great power in our fasting. And that's because we're setting aside ourselves, we're setting aside our flesh, our agenda, just to focus on God and seek Him out, query of Him about situations and the things that, that concern our lives. And we're giving him our full attention. That's amazing. So he says, yea, thus saith the Lord. He's looking at us, you know, with, with his heart swelled because we're looking at him. So when we, when we stop pursuing our own way and our wants and humble ourselves in fasting and prayer to really seek God, things are gonna change. Like Pastor was saying, on the inside and the outside, you're gonna start looking differently. You're gonna start feeling differently, thinking differently. And that's gonna open some doors for God's intervention in those places where you know we may have some lack, we may have some challenges, we got some needs that have to be met, you know, maybe there's some division in your home. He's gonna begin to bring restoration to your door. He's gonna allow healing to begin. I love the story in 1 Kings 21. It's the story of Ahab, who really, by some finagling and wickedness, he took Naboth's property, his vineyard, but here's the thing that was amazing to me. Because he humbled himself, Ahab humbled himself in fasting and prayer, God didn't judge him. I was like, what? This, this fasting thing is pretty powerful. And another, another um, uh, uh, story is in Jonah 3. You know, Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. He, was, he didn't like them people, okay? So he was ticked off that he had to go, but he had to go. He finally did. But when the king found out that you know, God's judgment was gonna be against them, he called a fast. So the king and all the people and the cattle, the cattle didn't eat food or drink any water and they fasted and sought after God and so God turned his decision and saved Nineveh. Fasting is a powerful tool. We're not, I don't think we're realizing the strength and the, the, what we have in our, in our hand. And it's a simple thing, turning down your plate. Well, maybe not so simple. <laughs> Sometimes like, okay, I'm not gonna have that steak that they're eating, even though I'm with dinner, with them at dinner. Uh, but God, you're giving me the strength to have a salad. So we're gonna humble ourselves. Humbling is, is great. That means we're gonna totally submit to God's will. Totally submit to him, to his desires, to his plans for us. We actually 
we spiritually like lay prostrate at his feet. That's powerful. We're laying down, we're bowing down before him with all that we are. And by that, we give him us. And by that, God, we, we're gonna be giving him glory. And God's gonna give us more than we even ask for. Hallelujah. When we humble ourselves in fasting, God can turn any situation around, anything that's perplexing you or confronting you. He takes charge, he precedes those things. And see, we can, we can allow him by our fasting to change us, to cleanse us and to get rid of whatever may be hindering us from being our best or living as we should. We should be living as believable believers, amen? So fasting really then is voicing our total dependence on God. When you think about it, he is actually all the answers that we need. He's all the th everything that we need. When we look at Jesus, you have to realize that Jesus came to be everything that we need. He said of himself that I am the way and the truth and the life. The way and the truth and the life. So that means he came to be our way out of no way. That's gonna mean some victory every day, all the time. He came to be our truth, and that's gonna eliminate darkness. And that place of darkness is really ignorance, the place that we don't know, we don't have answers for. So he's gonna shed some light on that so we can walk in freedom and wisdom and the revelation of his light. And then he came to give us life to give us life abundantly, to give us breath. You know, when I thought about that, I think that there may be somebody here who has challenges breathing, but when you're looking at God, he's gonna open up those passages so you can breathe because he wants you to have abundant life, not barely making it. He wants to have us in health and strength, to have hope and help, every help that you need, and realize purposes. You know, when things get a little challenging and difficult, you know, it's really hard, how am I gonna make it? I think those are the times when we just have to decide to believe God anyway. No matter what, because he's already spoken and he's faithful, he's got a really good reputation on doing what he says, amen? So we, we're gonna do that by faith. And see, when we say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just believe God by faith, I'm gonna believe for this thing by faith, what you're doing is you're leaning your entire personality, your entire being on God, an absolute trust and confidence on his ability, on his power, on his wisdom, his goodness, and his love for you. See, he's a loving father. He's not gonna fail his children. Amen? So a great way to amp up your faith is by fasting. You see, it's a lifeline to greater faith. Because see, we're committed, during this time, we're committed to focusing on God and his word more intently with intention and more intensely with a passion and a fervor and a zeal. And that's big to God. He's loving it. So remember, the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and adhering to the word of God. So another great PowerPoint about fasting is, listen, God will give us revelation. You know, what you were talking about those pastors who, you know, things happen in their lives that they didn't address. 
But when you're fasting and praying and seeking God for his, for his perspectives, he's gonna root out some things in you that you may not even really know why the cause of my behavior is this way or that. That, that revelation is so powerful. See, when we remove our veil of flesh, we open ourselves up to receive every bit of God's information. And with revelation is gonna come insight and greater depth perception and, and better perspectives so that we can begin to see as God sees and see things the way he sees things. He wants us informed. He does not want an ignorant people. He's all wisdom and all knowledge, so he wants to impart some of that into you so that we're equipped to live these lives wisely and abundantly, amen? It's kind of like climbing a, a mountain to a summit, and that summit is a place you've never seen. And see, in that place, God begins to pour out this information. He begins to pour out directions and strategies and solutions and answers. And in the process of it all, he's pouring out his presence. And in that place where we're encountering his presence, there's a fullness of joy there. There's a shalom, you know, that peace that, that surpasses all of your understanding, that peace where nothing is missing and nothing is broken. It's, it's, a, it's another place of, of, of uh, balance and confidence. I call it confidence and swag. Swag. Don't you need some swag? <laughs> Try to be cool. And you, it's like you're cool and not even trying to be cool. You're just cool. You know, like pastor. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we call those things that are not as though they are. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're having, he's releasing the, the manifold wisdoms of God for us to receive. And when he gives us his wisdom and knowledge, in other words, he's telling us how to use our wisdom and our, our knowledge, amen? So no matter how educated you are, you're never gonna be smarter than God, but then he can help you illuminate what you do know so that you know it well, and you, go well, you do well by it. So in his presence, God releases to us what very few people have. You see, he reveals what we need to know about ourselves and about the matters of his heart. He even gives you discernment about matters that you're facing, people that you're dealing with, you know, so that we're not all enraged and reactionary because he's giving us the inside information, amen? Wow, and he does this just because we choose to sacrifice our time and our intention Man, and we yield our will and our wants to him. What a powerful exchange. You know, a lot of us work and, and we rub out elbows with people, you know, out in the world on a daily basis on our jobs. You know, they have very secular attitudes and sometimes if we're not careful, we can become subjected to, you know, to losing our passion you know, after God, or, you know, we kind of cool down. Instead of being cool, we cool down. And so our spiritual senses can, can get dull and, and, and plateau. But, you know, and, and that we're gonna have a less desire, a less fervor, you know, a, a lesser spiritual passion. But, you know, we don't wanna become Christian-ish. You see what I'm saying? No, Christian, I'm 
kind of Christian, but just Christian-ish a little bit. By fasting, people, it's gonna give us, it's gonna put us right back on track. It's gonna give us that, that passion back, okay? And, and as we begin to hear God's voice, it's gonna come in clearly. Our ears are gonna change. Our eyes are gonna see differently. Our perspectives are gonna change. Our understanding is gonna become more keen. All of our spiritual senses will sharpen. Fasting is so powerful to me. Another point, a, a great additive to fasting is repentance. Repentance is a hmm word, hmm. Because we think, we think we're good most of the time, but there's nothing like you know, taking a spiritual shower. You're like, God, maybe I'm doing something I don't even realize I'm doing. I just, I just thank you for your forgiveness, but I want to repent. I want to turn in another direction. See, repentance is something we may just want to do because we want to present ourselves before him with clean hands and a, and a pure heart and walk in total freedom. Amen? Repenting is just turning all of you and your heart towards God. Deliberately, you want to pursue him in that way. It's just turning in a new direction. So when we're willing to turn from our way and turn towards God's way, our repentance allows God to wipe our slate clean and remove you know, the, some of those scar tissue elements in our soul. You know, I've said this before, you know, when you play golf, you hit the ball and you get a divot. And though, sometimes that makes that, you've, we've got spiritual divots in our soul because of the things that we've gone through and the offenses we've experienced or, or abuse or stuff that has happened in our life beyond, you know, past today. And those things need healing. And so we're allowing God, we're saying, God, I, something ain't right here and I just, I wanna repent for any part that I played in it so that you can do your part to, to to restore and bring recovery to every place I am, amen? So that soul, it's, it would, you could also call it deliverance. He'll give you deliverance. A lot of people are saved, but they ain't delivered. They need some deliverance, and I think y'all know some people, like I know some people, that you would say, Lord, deliver them in the name of Jesus. And it got quiet again, okay, so. All right. You know, when you when you think of, when you hear the truth, it's like, hmm. All right. Second Corinthians seven one says, therefore, since these great promises are ours, let's cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates and defiles body and spirit and consecrate, consecrate ourselves in the reverential fear of God. Amen. He's so, he's so worth it. He's so worth it. Get rid of the stuff. Get rid of the stuff that doesn't look like him. Get rid of the, let go of the stuff that, that prevents you from looking like who you are. Amen? So repentance is that heart change, listen, that captures his attention. You're capturing God's attention. And when we do, he can change the outcome of our consequences. Amen? Just like he did for, for Ahab who still ended up being a knucklehead, and then and, and Nineveh, all those great things. It's just his amazing grace. He does things amazingly. So fasting itself is an amazing preparation for new dimensions, spiritually and in every area of our lives. 
Because you see, it supercharges all of our efforts to accomplish God's will and his purposes. And by it, we become more sensitive to the spirit of God and to his heart. And the closer we come to God, the more we're going to want to really know him. A lot of people know Greek and they know how to exegete scriptures and, and they know the Hebrew, but do they really know God? Do we really know God? That's a good question we could ask ourselves. How well do I really know him? You know, surely, you know, we know we were educated about, you know, his works and his history, you know, his rap sheet, you know, the, the walls of Jericho and the, and the Red Sea, and he got this young girl pregnant and all that stuff. We know all that, you know, and we're just not well enough acquainted with his ways. And of course, we want some of them promises. We know the promises, huh. but we don't know him well enough. Just, you know, just a thought, just a thought. But I want to encourage you, we're going to get the promises when we begin to develop and get that relationship a little bit more on fire with God, you see, because there's some conditions to those promises. Like there's uh, your attendance is attached to your job. That's a condition of your paycheck. Amen? So fasting, let me tell you, is a vehicle that can cause us to know God more intimately. Even, it'll even escalate your relationship and our fellowship with God. Wow. And it can better prepare us to receive everything that he has promised because it's gonna lead us to know and experience in whom we believe. We have to really know him. It's not just you know, getting his goods, what you got in your hand, God, but I gotta know his face, gotta know how, he, how he's looking at me and what he wants from me and how much he cares for me and appreciate him loving me and forgiving me and blessing me already to this point today, amen? So fasting helps us to, to develop that. And, and as we get, grow closer to God, it's going to transform us and encourage change in our thinking and our habits and our appetites. I like what it says in 1 John 4, 17. As he is, we are. As he is, as Jesus is, we are. So Father God is looking at us and seeing us as perfect as Jesus is perfect. That's, that's an amazing, that is an amazing thought. You know, he's actually prophetically looking at us, amen? But the thing is, we cannot fully stand in the stature of that position until we commit to truly being transformed into that image. But now the process of becoming takes a little time. So by our faith and our yielded will and our obedience and being available, along with his grace, we're going to become as he is. Amen? Amen? So to amp that up, though, let me tell you, to accelerate the process, fasting is the answer. Fasting. It's, it's like the most rewarding discipline it's so rewarding because it can change us and affect everything that concerns us. So simple, yet so powerful. Also, I like to think of, of um, fasting as, as a form of praise and worship, Kelly, because we're pursuing God, so God's going to be in the room with you. 
Praise and worship brings him with you. He likes to hang out with praisers. See, we, we kind of allow God to get in the mix when we're fasting. We're, we're, bringing him, we're bringing him on. Come on, God, I need you here with me. So he's in heart, he gets in our grill because we're in his face. Wow, that's kind of powerful. And we're being diligent in hot pursuit of him. And that's gonna help shut down the enemy. And I'm telling you, as great as the, the last couple of weeks have been fasting, let me tell you, my sisters and my brothers, I can't tell you all the details, but the enemy does not like me and I do not like him. It has been some challenges that just came out of nowhere, like what? What? So I had to pick myself up by my most holy bootstraps and say, Jesus, I'm going to praise you anyhow. Yes. And I know I'm going to have a praise report that I will share at a later date after we get through this phase this next week. But I'm, re I'm ready. I'm just getting my praise on. I'm telling you now. Whew. Keep your praise on. That's all I can tell you. And remember, Jesus fasted 40 days. And what happened to him? The enemy showed up big time. You know, I know you're hungry, James. This rocking is some bread. Because I know you need to eat right now. Wrong answer. It's that word and that praise, I'm telling you, it's going to change everything. So when we're fasting, yep, we have some things in our mind. You know, we want that breakthrough. But what the thing about that is that I'm discovering, God wants that for you more than you do. He wants you to have every breakthrough. He wants to remove every impedance, every obstacle, everything that would keep you from being in that place of abundant living and receiving every breakthrough. And here's a dealio to remember. God is, his will is always to bless you. The cross is proof of that. And God, listen, he will not rest until he blesses you. He wants you on fire charged up, confident, knowing that something's gonna happen. See, and because you started something by fasting and praying, he's gonna conclude the matter by giving you a big fat blessing. Amen? First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.9 says, God will do this, for he is faithful to do what he says, and he has invited you into partnership with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. That makes me wanna fast faster. Amen? So he, he's drawing us out of ourselves, out of our smallness, our small thinking, that not enough mentality, mediocrity. And he, he baits us with grace and love and favor and mercy. Golly, that's pretty good. Just so we can encounter and know him and receive what he has for us. See, he... He wants us to want him. He wants us to want his love and his benefits, even though he knows we mostly want the stuff. But he's still in pursuit of us. He's still pouring out that love, pouring out that grace, those benefits. So another uh, uh, amenity of this fasting is that it's going to change your desire. It's going to change your appetite. By, when we start fasting, you're going to begin to really desire God as the giver, not just the gifts, 
that he's giving us. Are you hearing me? See, our want-tos are going to change. That's because we're discovering that, that he's all we ever needed. And when you begin to taste and see that he is God, you're going to realize that he's all you ever wanted. Are you hearing me? It's a whole new mindset, a whole new change. So during our fast focus, our transformation, little by little, is happening. We're, we're becoming, we're becoming more than we were. We're becoming more than, more like what he actually had in mind for us, what he created us to be. God would say, yes, yea, saith God. Although, and listen, although while we're seeking him, he's been seeking us the whole time. He's in pursuit of us. And he gives us so much more than a handout. He, he gives his heart out to you. Mi corazón, mi corazón es para ti. It's for you. It's for us. Amen? Amen. Psalm 20, verse number four says, He'll give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans, all, 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 all your plans succeed. Whew. And we thought we were going a fast. But I'm telling you, this was God's big fat idea. Yay. He gently, and he, he gently nudges us in, in that direction, in that right direction, like a, like a parent would take the hand of a little child to, to lead him in the way they should go. Remember, you are his child, you're not his adult. Think about that for a minute, because you know, we grown. I be grown, I can make my decision, I do my thing, my plan. Cut it out, okay. Fasting times, people, are times of refreshing. Such time, so great of refreshing time, even though you got the gnats trying to harass you. But our fast time blesses us big time, but we also bless God by spending time in his presence. And we get there by removing the presence of everything else, everything that would distract you, amen? So fasting, listen, takes the power away from your flesh. So your flesh doesn't overrule your spirit, amen? Our spirit then begins to get stronger and stronger. And so we, we conquer whatever would, be, uh, whatever would be standing, whatever would be standing between you and God and you, you know, and the person you're created to be. And, and, and speaking of who we're created to be, we ought to be the infallible truth that God is. When they look at you, they should be seeing God. We ought to be truly saved, truly delivered from ourself. We ought to be blessed. We ought to be healed and disciplined, set free. We ought to be serving God. We ought to be real Christians. We ought to be really, really His. How else? Will the world know that there's a real, living, loving God if he's not seen when you are? Anybody? Glory to God. So this is the purpose to which we've been called. So somebody sees God when they see you. You know, when you get a call, you know, when you've been called, it's like a summons, like you get a jury duty summons, and you gotta show up. God wants us to show up 
He's not calling us in vain. Anybody, can anybody come over here and, and tell the people that I am? Anybody? Please, we got to answer that call. We've got to go into that dark, dang, dangerous world to bring some hope and some life and some light. Bring some peace to chaos. But you know, our calling is totally outside of our ability to perform it. That's why we need some God. We need his word. We need his, his grace to equip us. And we need to, the, the, that power tool of fasting to help us subdue our flesh and do what God has called us to accomplish. Fasting helps us, listen, come out of our history. You know that place we keep going back to and, oh God. And it makes you upset, you're crying, you're mad, you're ticked off, you got a bad attitude and you're cranky and you're irritable. Cut it out. It'll help you come out of there and stay out of there. You come out with a testimony instead of a bad temper. Anybody? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. You don't want anything pulling you back to what wasn't. We got to grow. We got to grow on. We got to grow up to greater purpose and destiny, to that next dimension of his plans. So it helps us, that fasting element is going to help us connect to God more personally than ever before. It's powerful. And you know what? When you connect to the source, the resources are going to come. Any, okay, y'all get that when you go home, I guess. I don't know. Y'all just get quiet at the wrong time. I don't know. Can y'all say amen? amen? Thank you, Jesus. Shandai. So, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost landing. Okay, fasting is this great sacrifice of self-denial. Listen, that self-denial is going to cause you to, to resemble and reflect and reveal the character of God. Are you hearing me? And as we complete, completely commit to him, it's going to, it's going to cause us to fall in love with him with our whole heart, soul, and mind. Amen? Even our intellect. See, God will not flow his grace on compromise, only commitment. We've got to commit to him. See, that's, that's where he begins to prepare us to be fully blessed so that we can receive that exceedingly abundantly above, overwhelming blessing that's his fullness. You hear me? And, and in that place, he's going to give us divine strategies and secrets of wealth management, not just some extra cash, but wealth management. It takes skill to manage wealth. And God wants to amp up your ability to manage wealth of the kingdom. Hello? So we can really be effective as a people, as a church. Are you hearing me? Come on now. We want to receive, also, this is a great revelation. We want to receive those unplanned, unprayed for, unexpected, unscheduled, undeserved miracles and suddenlies. What do you mean, Sister Pastor Ivory? What? What do you mean by that? Check this out. Remember the wedding feast at Cana? Them people didn't pray for wine. They didn't pray for it. It was an unexpected blessing. Do you hear me? You know, we do weddings here in America, and it's like a, today, the, the wedding's today, and it's done, right? They, had, they would go days, you know, a week for a wedding. So when you ran out of wine, it's like, y'all go home. <laughs> go home. 
But here was Jesus, and I think he loves to party. It's like, out of what? Bam. So they fill up these six water troughs of, of uh, 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 whatever, vases of, wa of water, and he turns into wine. They had 150 to 180 gallons of wine? Are you kidding me? That is a, an amazing party. <laughs> amazing. And then the man of the pool of Bethesda in John chapter five. He wasn't praying to get healed that day. He was just like, oh, I missed it again. Oh, missed it again for 38 years. And Jesus said, get up. Get up. Pick up that mat and get out of here. You're messing up the pool. And then, and then in Luke, Luke chapter 13, the woman, the, the woman has been over for 18 years. 18 years. She wasn't at the temple praying, God, please heal me. Please heal me. He saw her and he said, daughter, you are loose from this infirmity. So these, were, these are unexpected, undeserved, unscheduled, unprayed for miracles. The, the, the woman who was in the funeral procession, her son had died. They're in the procession. Jesus sees them and he says, hey boy, get up, wake up, wake up. That woman had not, no idea, had no unction to pray for her son to be resurrected. And he was. But these are the things God wants to put us, give us privy to, to give us access to, to bless us. All because we're pursuing him. We're seeking him. He's looking to and fro to see who he can bless. That would be us. That would be us, don't you think? So, and listen, start believing for, for deliverances and healings and recovery and salvation and jobs to show up at your house, in your family. You're gonna have some family members say, you know, next Sunday I wanna go to church with you, and you're like, oh, okay, sit in the back, and it'll be fine. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> I got a few, so they sit in the back, okay. <laughs> but you, you gotta know this, that fasting is a weapon of mass destruction, people. That, that, that even activates God's plan in your family multi-generationally. And we need that, we need deliverances in our family for your parents, you know, your kids, your kids' kids, you know, all y'all, you need, we need the blessing. So in conclusion, Fasting isn't just about receiving answers to our request. Yes, you know, we need the new jobs, we need the finances, we need healing, opportunity, you know, lose weight, you know, divine interventions, all of that. But it is about developing a better, stronger, and more powerful, and more responsible, a more re or, uh, and a more prosperous you, both spiritually and physically and in the natural and in the spirit, you hearing me? So when we fast, it's just gonna happen faster. And the number one blessing that comes with fasting, you know, whether you know, you're turning your plate down or going for 41 days or whatever, the number one blessing is that you're pleasing God. You are pleasing God, you are honoring Him, and you're giving Him the glory for your life. So don't let this be your last fast day your last time of fasting. Uh, uh, decide, you know, maybe once a week or once a month, put it, you know, to fast a day or fast a meal, you know, so that you, you take some, you make an effort to really focus and concentrate on God so that he can consecrate you to new levels and new dimensions and new power. Are you hearing me? So we all, you all have the, 
the uh, directives for this week coming up. I'm sorry, I apologize for a couple, couple of typos last week. I, I was delirious fighting off the enemy. And I <laughs> so the, uh, the 23rd and the 24th were the 13th and the 14th, but actually they were 24. I think you followed me. Anyway, so uh, follow the, the guideline. It just, and it's just a supplement to what your, you know, your own devotions are going to be and all that. Uh, one last thing. Don't forget the the 13th of February, and uh, that's it, in the name of Jesus. Do you receive it? Yes. Bless you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Are you thoroughly convinced that fasting is a weapon of mass destruction and all those things that would try to hinder you from getting to where God wants us to be? If that's true, why don't you just, just bow our heads? and receive help from the Lord to do what he's called us to do. Because when we do it in our own strength, it's, it's difficult, it's a fight, it's a struggle. But when you ask the Lord to help you, it's a joy, it's a breeze, and it's, a, it's life. So Father, in the name of Jesus, as we've heard your word about how you want us to fast, that we would be pleasing unto you, that we, we would see your glory, your direction, and your provision in our life. We just ask you to help us, Lord, fast to get closer to you, to see your glory, and to know your will for our life, that you would give us answers to situations that we don't have and solutions to problems that we can't solve. So, Father, we just ask you for that right now, for your presence to come into us. We receive it from you. In Jesus' name, receive it now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Amen. <laughs>